Hello, this is Linda. This is the final reminder from the Office of Inspector General of Social Security Administration. Your social security number has been suspended. We would request you to get back to us so that we can discuss about this case. Thank you. If you think you're about to hear stories about scam calls, you're going to be disappointed. I won't be playing calls concerning your auto warranty, a warning that your electricity is about to be shut off, or that the IRS has issued a warrant for your arrest. You deserve better than a rehash of calls you've gotten hundreds of times. I'm Jim Grinstead. And today we're going to talk about how robocall technology works. So if you answer a call, you'll know what techniques the scammers are using. And as an extra treat at the end of the episode, I'll tell you how to use the law to make some serious money by answering scam calls and playing along with them. I'm not kidding, and it's not a scam. Everything is legal, and if you're willing to do the work, you can literally make thousands of dollars. Stick around to find out how it's done. Robocalls have plagued us for decades, but little has been done to significantly stop the ringing in our ears. The FCC says it stepped up its enforcement of violations in 2022, and we're seeing some results. In May 2023, the federal government issued its very first roboblocking order. The order was against a firm called OneEye. Its job was to funnel international calls to U.S. operators. The order required U.S. phone carriers to block any calls from OneEye. The investigation showed that OneEye was a successor to another company called Pizilium Telecommunication. That company had already been shut down by the FCC after the agency sent it a cease and desist order in October of 2021. Later in May 2023, the attorneys general of 48 states brought a lawsuit against Avid Telecom. The lawsuit accused the company of making more than 7.5 billion robocalls to people on the National Do Not Call Registry. Not participating in the lawsuit are the District of Columbia, Alaska, and South Dakota. The lawsuit also named the company's owner, Michael Lansky, and the company's vice president, Stacy Reeves. The company is based in Arizona and has denied any wrongdoing. The lawsuit says the company made hundreds of millions of its calls using spoofed or invalid caller ID numbers. More than 8.4 million calls appeared to come from government and law enforcement agencies. The calls were reportedly made between December 2018 and January 2023. The lawsuit says Avid sells data, phone numbers, dialing software, and expertise to help its customers make mass robocalls. The technology to generate robocalls is pretty simple. You can buy software and set up the system on your own servers, or you can use cloud-based services to manage your operation. There are two types of systems that generate robocalls. One is an autodialer, and the other is predictive dialing. Here's how an autodialer works according to vendor GetVoip. VoIP stands for Voice Over Internet Protocol, and it typically doesn't use cell or landline technology. 
therefore bypassing the horizons of the world and often regulators. Auto dialers are perfect for time-sensitive situations where you need things done super fast. Now, there's no doubting their usefulness, but how do auto dialers actually work? Well, in essence, there are four key parts to a successful auto dialer system. One, a computer running the auto dialer software. Two, the human agents answering the calls. Three, a voice modem. And of course, number four, an active telephone. Certain auto dialers even have voice detection features built in to their functionality so that they know exactly when to route the call to a live operator. This seamless transition may only save a few seconds per call, but that does add up over a course, days, weeks, and of course months. Such significant improvements are invaluable in any field, especially sales teams where the numbers of calls you make per day can easily make or break how your day goes. The next class of dialers are predictive dialers, and once again we turn to GetVoip for an explanation. A predictive dialer is an automatic dialing system using a pacing algorithm to place simultaneous outbound calls while an agent is finishing up a prior call and then transferring that agent strictly to live leads. A predictive dialer works by developing a call pacing algorithm that predicts agent availability, automatically adjusting dialing speed according to factors like the current number of available agents, average agent call handle time, average call center abandonment rate, connected to unconnected call ratio, or rather, the number of calls that successfully connected an agent and customer versus the number of calls that failed to connect. Average downtime between calls, or the number of rings before a customer answers, voicemail message length, how many calls on average it takes to connect with a live customer on the phone. In addition to automatic algorithm adjustments, admins and sometimes agents can manually adjust the outbound dialing speed, which helps to reduce agent burnout and ensure compliance with TCPA or Telephone Consumer Protection Act regulations. Top predictive dialer features include adjustable pacing, answering machine detection, DNC or do not call management, local presence, which are virtual phone numbers that increase customer trust by matching the area codes where your target markets live. Did you catch the part where the phone exchanges can be spoofed and the do not call list can be managed? That do not call thing is important and we'll come back to it later, so stick a pin in it. The biggest drawback to predictive dialers is that they make personalization difficult, if not outright impossible, by failing to give reps a chance to review caller data before speaking with a lead. Predictive dialers are often best suited for enterprise-level call centers and telemarketing firms, as these businesses approach sales as a numbers game. Now, I've been talking about automated and predictive dialers in a negative sense, but I want to note that they also provide important services. For example, if a school needs to close early because of weather conditions, these machines can quickly notify parents that the schools will be closing and they need to pick up their kid. Some youth baseball leagues use them to remind players of upcoming practices or games. Hospitals use them to notify staffers of major emergencies and that they're needed at the hospital right away. These tasks can be performed in minutes compared to the time it would take to call hundreds of people, not to mention the number of people needed to make those calls. Back in the day, we did this using phone trees. One person called 10 people, and each of those people had a list of 10 more people to call, and those people had their own lists, and on and on. 
it worked fairly well unless you were unable to reach several people on your list, and that would cascade to the point where hundreds of people might not be notified. Automated systems bypass this weak link in the chain and keep dialing until a person is reached. The technology can also be used to manage incoming calls. Think about the last time you called a company seeking assistance and you punched your way through their call prevention system. Here's a clip of one such call. Good morning. Thanks for calling Harper Valley National Bank. My name is Grace. How can I help you today? Uh, yes, last night I was entertaining some clients and I think I left my wallet at the restaurant and to be safe, I want to replace my debit card. Before I can help you with that, I'll have to authenticate you, okay? Okay. May I ask who I'm talking with first and last name, please? My name is Chris Johnson. Mm-hmm. And what was the name of your first pet? Um, Professor Sparkles. Okay, great. That's Professor Sparkles. All right, let me check that information you gave me. Okay, Mr. Johnson, just checking your name. Looking through your security questions. Professor Sparkles. Oh, my God, that's precious. Oh, he was precious. Okay, I just submitted your request. All right, thank you, Mr. Johnson. You are authenticated. Okay, should I go ahead and submit that request for your new debit card? Yes. Okay, let's check on that card. Just seeing how long that'll take. Okay, so I expedited that brand new card A. I also went ahead and waived a normal fee for you. Oh, thank you. It should arrive in three business days, sir. Great. Is there anything else I can do for you? Yeah, I should probably make sure no money was stolen from my old card. Can you tell me my checking account balance? Mm-hmm. Okay, Mr. Johnson, I'm going to look up that checking balance for you. Okay, bringing up your checking account. Okay. All right, Mr. Johnson, I see here that your checking account balance is $37.35. By now, you've guessed that the woman on the phone wasn't real. She was a bot. But you've got to admit that you might believe it was real, or real enough, if you weren't listening to a podcast called Scams and Cons. And the technology gets more sophisticated. With some systems, operators anywhere in the world can simply push a button to play a response in an unaccented English-speaking voice. Imagine someone in Portugal answering a call generated by an auto-dialer and, at the press of a button, play a pre-recorded response to any number of questions you may have. The operator doesn't speak a word. Autodialers make millions of calls every day to people around the world, and the companies that operate them rake in millions of dollars at a very low cost. Which brings me to what I promised earlier, how you can make money off these scam phone calls. Before I get into it, you need to understand that this takes work, and you shouldn't quit your day job to do it. This is not a get-rich-quick plan. Like the scammers, you'll invest a lot of time and put in a lot of work, and only some of it will pay off. But those that do can earn you $500 to about $1,500 each. KHOU in Houston starts us off. Two federal laws let you turn the tables on telemarketers, making it illegal for companies to use those automated dialers to call or text without permission. If they do, the robocaller owes you 500 bucks. 
Triple that to 1500 if your cell phone is on the Do Not Call registry. Are you on the Do Not Call list? I'll provide a link in the show notes where you can find out. And if not, add your telephone number to the registry. If you poke around on the internet and YouTube, you can find all the documents you need for free, along with videos that will help you understand the process. I'll also include a link to a sample demand letter in the show notes. If you want to streamline that process a bit, a man named Don Compton sells a $47 kit to get you started. Here's KHOU again. The most difficult thing about this for me is convincing people that this isn't a scam. Answer the robocall and pretend like you're interested in whatever they're selling. You're trying to get the company's name, website, and address. Next, send a demand letter and see what happens. It's just a pre-litigation demand. Basically, I'm going to give you the opportunity to settle so that this doesn't end up in court and that your phone records and your business practices, all of them illegal, don't end up a matter of public record. One of the things you'll need to find out is who the company's registered agent is, because that's the person to whom you need to send the letter. If the company is incorporated, you'll likely find that information in state records. Otherwise, you'll have to do more research to find out who that person is and their address. A Colorado man told KRDO why companies are willing to settle. I was getting 15 to 20 calls a day, just like you know many Americans are right now. And I took one of the demand letters I used to use when I was working for a law firm, take the attorney letterhead off, send it out and see if they would negotiate with me in much the same fashion that they typically would a law firm. And to my delight, they did. But why would robocallers want to settle with you? Well, because unless they have your expressed prior written consent, all robocalls are in violation of federal law. The Telephone Consumer Protection Act makes it illegal for marketers to call you using an auto dialer. In fact, each illegal call has a penalty of up to $500. And if you're on the Do Not Call registry, that penalty can triple up to $1,500 per call. It seems amazing, but these companies really are making so much money that if they have to pay out a small amount in settlements or judgments awarded by courts around the country, it's a cost of doing business. I've actually had multiple robocall companies tell me that They look at it as an advertising expense, and and they simply don't care. If you're the kind of person who wants to stick it to the man, now you have a way. But I repeat, it takes time and work, and not every letter you send will pay off. If you decide to give it a try, drop me an email at the address listed in the show notes and let me know how it worked out. Scams and Cons is an independent production, so if you enjoy the podcast, please help us by telling your friends and encouraging them to listen. Scams and Cons is available wherever podcasts are found and at scamsandcons.com. Thanks for listening. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, terror takes center stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. 
Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.